0: Hey, how's everybody doing, and welcome back to 125 Unfiltered, episode 36, and today I have got the NBA season recap thus far. I've been waiting to get this episode out. I know it's around 60 games in. It's a little late. It's not around the All-Star break, but I'm very happy that I can talk some NBA. Finally, it's been so long, I don't think I've talked about the NBA since the offseason with free agency and the draft uh, and my uh, 30-minute NBA preview where I made some, some fun predictions that we can recap today. Uh, but without further ado, let's just hop straight into it. I'm also planning on, planning on getting an NFL draft video out in the, in the next few days because that's coming up late April. So yeah, let's just get started. I want to start out talking about my Toronto Raptors. I am a Raptors fan, and this has been a very interesting season for the Toronto Raptors, or I guess the Tampa Bay Raptors, since we are down in Florida uh, overall, it's been a tough season. Uh, you know, it, I feel like last year, we really exceeded expectations. Um, we are two-seeded two, two seeded in the East, pushed Boston to seven, Nick Nurse, coach of the year. Uh, we had a really, really good year, but we came back down to earth, and this roster it just isn't playoff level right now, and it's very apparent uh, COVID also just ravaged our team. Uh, we had players out for the 14-day uh, protocol. I believe Pascal and Fred uh, were, were a part of that. We had the Kyle Lowry no trade. We, we were thinking uh, that we were going to hit the total reset button, trade Lowry for some young assets, and move forward. Uh, we eventually traded Norman Powell for Gary Trent Jr., Um, and Rodney Hood, which I actually really like that trade because we get younger. Gary Trent is a nice young player. Uh, We gave up Terrence Davis and Matt Thomas as well to create room for a potential Lowry trade. So this team got a bit of an overhaul at the trade deadline without trading the player everyone thought was going to get traded. So we're in an interesting spot right now. I, I, as a fan, I don't like losing. But if we do make the lottery this year and we don't make the play-in tournament, I, I can't really be upset. One because we had a lot of players out uh, due to COVID and all that, all that stuff. But this is a really good draft. We could get a really good, promising young player uh, in the lottery pick around the eight to eleven market. Seems uh, we're gonna be. And we'll be good in the long run. Pascal's had a tough season. He's had a few game winners or game-tying shots go the opposite way. But he's still a good player. He's actually had a pretty nice stretch uh, of games. Uh, I can't remember when it was. Maybe it was a few weeks ago. But um, he had 27 or 28, I believe, in a win against Brooklyn. But Pascal is still a really good player. Everyone's just been so hard on him. Uh, we, we know that he's not the superstar that uh, it seemed like he was trending to be, but he's still a star. He's still a 20-point-per-game uh, score. Um, we still have, uh, obviously, Van Vliet. Now we have Gary Trent. Uh, Ananobi's been really good, and we've got some guys off the bench that can really play. uh, Yuto, uh Watanabe, uh, I, I, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. That might be wrong. Uh, he's been a nice piece off the bench. Paul Watson had a 30-point game against Orlando. Um, Freddie Gillespie has come off the bench. Now, these names, you guys who are listening to this, you guys might not know uh, who these guys are. And, you know, bench players, you know, I, I have to pay attention to them as a Raptor fan. Um, but, yeah, th- these are some guys that we're trying to develop. You know, Raptors have a really good G League program and uh, really good at developing players. Um, so that from, and we also picked up Ken Burch. Don't want to forget about him. And then the development of Malachi Flynn. He's had a really nice stretch of games when he started with, uh, with, uh, Van Vliet and Lowry out for a few games each, but overall, this is a young team, you know, our championship window is closed. We need to rebuild. We need to get some more talent. And, you know, I have all the faith in Masai Ujiri and Nick Nurse to rebuild this team and get back in the playoff picture, but you know, it's a down year. It happens, but you know, we got to stay committed. Now, let's get to the rest of the league because the Raptors aren't really the the talk of the town right now. I want to start with the West. Now, in my NBA prediction episode, I talked about two teams in the West that I was really, really high on, and I got these predictions right. The Utah Jazz, the Phoenix Suns. I had Utah as a team who could be a really high seed in the West. I had Phoenix top five seed, I believe, and Utah's one, Phoenix is two. And, you know, when, with the NCAA tournament, I, I the, the predictions didn't go my way there. I was very, very wrong on some picks. Uh, but this one, uh, I, got, I got some of these right, which always feels good uh, as a podcaster. So with Utah, I love what they're doing. They've had a fantastic season. Donovan Mitchell, before his injury, obviously. We hope he's okay. Uh, has been tearing it up. He's been dropping 30 like it's nothing. Um, Rudy Gobert, another really, really solid year. uh D-boy candidate. Uh, I think the big things for me, Clarkson off the bench, he's been super, super good. He's going to be the sixth man of the year. Uh, I did not predict that one. That one went to Norman Powell, but now he's a starter. But anyways, Clarkson has been so good. He's that spark plug off the bench that Utah needs. He did it in the playoffs. He's done it all of this year. And another big thing, probably the biggest, is Mike Conley. Like I said, uh, I I listened back to what I said a little bit just so I could recall uh, the points I made out. And another year in the system has really uh, helped Mike Conley. He's taking care of the ball. He's being the point guard that he's been for 10-plus years in the league. He's knocking down his three ball pretty well, too. So I really, really like what Mike Conley has done. Uh, Obviously Bogdanovich, he's back from that injury that he had uh, before the bubble. Uh, This is a a really good team. This team can 1,000% beat the Lakers. This team can beat the Clippers. Will they be favored? No, they won't because they don't have the LeBron James, the Kawhi Leonard, but this is a really good team coached by a really good coach in Quinn Snyder. And you know, they're, they're number one in the West and they're going to stay there. They'll have home court advantage most likely in the playoffs. And I'm really excited to see them go up against one of these Goliaths in the West. Now moving on to Phoenix. Chris Paul has been huge for this team. He's been fantastic. He's been the point guard that Devin Booker has needed his entire career. But we can't ignore what Booker is doing. One of the most slept-on players in the entire league. Devin Booker is a star. He can score at will. He has shades of Kobe in his game. We really need to start giving Devin Booker some more attention because this guy is so good. They, They need to talk about Phoenix more. They need to talk about Utah more. These are good ascending young basketball teams. DeAndre Ayton, defensively, he's really developed. He's becoming a really, really nice player. The expectation of that number one overall pick that we had for Ayton. The wing players have been really good. Bridges, Crowder, Cam Johnson's been pretty good off the bench. This is a really balanced team. And Monty Williams, who is my coach of the year candidate, he's definitely in the running for it. He has got his team with firing on all cylinders. They are going to be a tough out in the playoffs and you're going to have the Lakers once LeBron and AD gets healthy. You're going to have the Clippers who have actually had a very nice season. Uh, They've flown a little bit under the radar uh, due to, um, you know, we can't really pay attention to the Clippers until they show it in the playoffs. Denver, even though Jamal Murray tore his ACL, they're still going to be a good team. This West team or this West part of the league, Playoffs are going to be awesome. Every team that's in it is going to be good. Even the play-in is going to be competitive. Um, so I'm really excited for those teams to go at it in a few weeks when the playoffs officially get underway. But if you ask me, Jazz won Suns two. am I surprised? No, I'm not. Because I saw that these teams were good. They just needed a piece or two. And they got them, and they are on a roll. And I love to see it. Now let's go to the let's go to the East. A team that I'm going to talk about. That's good. The New York Knicks. They're good at basketball. I can't believe it. The New York Knicks are 33 and 27. They are on an 8 game win streak. Fourth in the East, they beat Atlanta last night in overtime. Julius Randle had a 40 piece. Quickly and D Rose had 20 each off the bench. This team is good. For the, fir- we, for the first time in years, the Knicks are good. Now, a quick little backstory on me. I am a New York fan. I'm a Giants fan, Yankee fan. I used to be a Knicks fan. Carmelo Anthony, really fun to watch. I love Carmelo. But around once he left, the years after that, it was so miserable, and it just wasn't fun watching the Knicks. And that's when uh, I stopped being a Knicks fan, and I explored other teams, and I eventually got to Toronto around 2016 uh, when uh, they went up against LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, and then the, I was a big DeRozan fan, and obviously that's how I uh, started becoming a Raptor fan but I was a Knicks fan as a kid. And even though I'm not a fan anymore, this is great to see. This is great for basketball. I'm happy that the Knicks are doing well. This has been a tortured franchise for years on years. James Dolan, uh, you know, he's taken a lot of criticism uh, for how bad the team has been. But now that the team is headed in the right direction, it's great to see. Leon Rose has done a fantastic job assembling this roster. Tom Thibodeau, another coach in the running for coach of the year, has been really good. This team is the number one scoring defense in the league. He's got everyone playing hard. Um, you know, th- this is just a really fun young team that's, that's playing really well right now. Julius Randle is going to be in the MVP, MVP conversation. He's not going to get it, but he needs to be because, you know, people have been talking about it on TV. I completely agree. I've never seen a player develop like he has in his seventh season. Normally, it's too late. They're already established as, you know, just a good player, but he's becoming a great player. I mean, he's averaging like above 30 points in this win streak, I think. Again, forty last night. He's he's passing the ball to his teammates. He's been so unselfish this year. He's rebounding well. He's he, defensively, he's pretty good. He is a team player. He will probably get most improved. So it, it's good to see uh, Julius Randle playing well because he uh, he's a member of the last Kobe, uh, the last Kobe team. He's uh, I, I listened to him taking some things away from Kobe. Uh, it, with his training and his practicing, and it's all paid off, and he is leading the charge for a, a surging Knicks team right now. R.J. Barrett, third pick in the draft a year ago, has been overshadowed by John Morant and Zion Williamson. He, the last 30 games, has been spectacular. His shooting percentages have gone way up. He's above 40% from three-point range in the last 30 games. I believe he's at 47 48%. From the field, maybe even above fifty. Uh, I don't have the stats in front of him, but R.J. Barrett has been way more efficient, and he he's been that that scoring guy for the Knicks. But this is a team that does it by committee. Manuel quickly has been a fantastic rookie off the bench. The addition of Derek Rose, the leadership he brings, the the just the IQ and the you know he's a true point guard. Derek, well, he's he's not a true like passing point guard. He's a scoring point guard, but he makes plays for his team. He's obviously gonna you know score the ball uh, at will. Uh, we we all know how D Rose was back in his day. But you got guys like Nerlens Noel, who's making good contributions, uh, top and obviously we, he needs to get rolling a little bit more in my opinion. I know Frank Ntilikina gets some minutes, but this is a Knicks team right now. Home court advantage for first round in the playoffs. I mean, again, when is the last time the Knicks have been good? Uh, Reggie Bullock. Can't forget about Reggie Bullock, UNC alum. Or I don't know if he graduated, but he went to UNC. He had 18 last night, hit six threes. Uh, It's just great to see. The Knicks are a fantastic story right now. We'll see how they keep going. They've actually played Toronto on Saturday to make it nine in a row. But I don't know if you want to play the Knicks in the playoffs. Defensively, they'll be in every game. They've had close game situations. They've got a closer now in Julius Randle. R.J. Barrett played really well in the second half yesterday as well. They're playing together. They have bought in, and you have to give credit to Tom Thibodeau. He's done a fantastic job. Everyone gets on for burning out his starters during the season because of the D. Rose injury. But, man i'm i'm impressed i'm really impressed with the knicks with the big three out in brooklyn knicks are the big story in new york basketball and again even though i'm not a knicks fan i love to see it lebron said it best the game is better when when the knicks are good they're attracting all that attention and you know i mean they could make some magic in the playoffs i i think they could win a series but you know you've got the top three in the east uh brooklyn milwaukee philadelphia those are gonna be tough to get by for the Knicks. And then lastly, I want to talk about Steph Curry real quick because he's just out of this world. He ended his uh 30 point uh scoring streak uh last night. I believe he was at eleven or twelve, but Steph Curry, I did not appreciate him enough when he was with Kevin Durant. Because it was oh, he's just it's just a super team. And you get you got clay, you got Draymond. But now that he's alone without Clay, without KD. So is Draymond, but this Warriors team is bad. It's not a good team, and he is putting them on his back. He is shooting lights out, has 47, 49, and back-to-back nice. He is the greatest shooter we have ever seen, and I'm so happy that I finally come around to realize how good this guy is. Steph Curry is amazing, and it's a shame his team isn't better because he would be the MVP of the league with the numbers that he is putting up. Steph Curry is not human. I just want to point that out because I want to acknowledge Steph Curry because I he was I was not appreciative enough of how good of a player he was, how good of a shooter he was. can hit 10 threes in a game on any night. It's awesome to watch. It's fun, and he's given it his all in the regular season. No days off, no games off. You got to love that about a player. Now, for the MVP, I'll go We'll I'll go MVP, and then if my finals prediction stays the same. Top three guys for me right now, I got Embiid, Jokic, and Steph. LeBron obviously won't be in it because of the injury. He was my prediction at the start of the season, uh, but that injury definitely derails his MVP case. And as of now, I'm going to give it to Embiid. I am not a Joel Embiid fan by any means. I find him to be very annoying, very cocky, plays a little dirty sometimes. But he's been balling out this year. you got to give credit where credit is due. Joel Embiid has been fantastic. The Sixers are number one in the East. They beat Brooklyn that night, even, even though Durant wasn't playing and Harden wasn't playing. But, you know, this is the first year he's really dominated. Like, I really feel he has taken a grasp of the game and just bullied people. Just absolutely dominate. He's shooting threes. He's getting down low in the post. He's dropping thirty points, you know, in in several games. And you know it's gr- it's great for Philadelphia because Doc Rivers has this team going right now. And home, you know, it's hard to beat Philly when they're at home. Trust me, I watched it. I watched it against uh, a, a two seasons ago uh, when the Raptors went seven uh, against Philly with the Kawhi shot, you know, hurt around the world. But I do have Embiid, as long as he doesn't get injured, and he plays out the season, and the Sixers finish number one, I do have Embiid winning MVP. And then finals prediction. Do I switch it up with the injuries that have occurred? You know, James Harden's been injured. Kevin Durant's been in and out of the lineup. Kyrie as well. AD and LeBron, they've been hurt. The Lakers are just treading water around the 4-5-6 mark and I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick Lakers-Nets. If they are both healthy, they will both win the conference because star players prevail. LeBron James, Kevin Durant, if they are healthy, their teams will make it because they are the two greatest players on this planet. I don't care about Kawhi. I don't care about the Greek freak. I don't care about Embiid, any of these guys. If you have a healthy Durant and a healthy LeBron, that team's always a threat to make the finals. And with James Harden, with how he's been playing, and and Kyrie, and Blake Griffin's been pretty good off the bench. Joe Harris has had a great season. I believe Brooklyn has an easier path because even though they are the two seed right now, uh, maybe, I think they're the two seed, they would have to play Milwaukee and Philadelphia. Again, a healthy Kevin Durant is unstoppable. No one can guard him. Seven foot guy, basically, who can shoot threes, pull up mid-range, run and dunk. He is... One of the greatest scores the game has ever seen. And, you know, Steve Nash is doing a pretty good job coaching-wise. They've got some good supporting pieces. Can't forget about them. So I still have Brooklyn. And then in terms of the Lakers, with LeBron and AD healthy, they're the best one-two punch in the league. Best dynamic duo. uh, Schroeder, Harrell. They've, They've got a nice supporting cast as well who can definitely get it done. Although, it, let, let's say one of the health of both these teams' waivers, of the health of the Lakers' waiver, who do I go with? Part of me wants to go with the Clippers with how they've been playing. But they're they're kind of hard to read because the last time we saw them in the playoffs, they blew a 3-1 lead against Denver. Can't pick Denver because they don't have Jamal Murray. You know, I would love to pick Utah and, and Phoenix, but going up against the Clippers, that's that's a tough out. So if the Lakers aren't gonna do it, I w- I would go with the Clippers. But I'm gonna stick with Lakers, Nets, and I'm going to go with the Brooklyn Nets if the Brooklyn Nets are healthy, if they have the big three intact, it's a wrap. That is will be the it's the one of the greatest offenses in the history of the game. I know LeBron can overcome a lot, but that might be too much to overcome. That's a lot of offensive firepower. Plus, the rim protection with DeAndre Jordan, three-point shooting with Joe Harris. Bruce Brown has been really good off the bench. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Brooklyn. Twenty at all. I believe I had the Lakers repeating uh, in my previous episode, but with that James Harden trade, which I didn't think was actually gonna happen for Brooklyn. You know, it's it's so hard to bet against. Brooklyn. The, the nets right now with how stacked their team is on paper but in order for that to happen both teams need to stay healthy and overall that's the matchup i want to see i want to see lebron and kd go at it lebron and Kyrie, anthony davis you know those are the some stars in the league that's a matchup that we've been waiting to see It was nice seeing the Miami Heat, you know, get a nice run last year. Jimmy Butler was fantastic, you know. Uh, The Heat are going to be in the mix, obviously, in the East. But we want to see the big dogs eat. That's what we want to see as basketball fans. And with that being said, I believe that's going to be it for me today. I know this uh, this episode was a bit less structured than I normally have it, but I just wanted to talk some NBA. I've been I've been waiting for the right time to get this episode out. Uh, I was inspired by the Knicks win the Knicks win streak to talk about it because I really want to talk about the Knicks, and then I realized, hey, I have all these other teams to talk about. But that's going to be it again. Like I said, thank you so much for listening to 125 Unfiltered. I'll be back in a couple days. I know I always say that, and sometimes it's not true, but I'll see what I can do. Next episode most likely will be the NFL Draft. So thank you once again for listening. Take care and have a nice day.